their trunks. That night in the boozer was like a farewell party, even though they would be leaving together. There was a lot of hugging, handshaking, backslapping and sculling of beer. I noticed there were welling eyes but no tears, poor buggers. There was so much to comprehend, to try and forget, along with the excitement of going home. I couldn't even imagine what a powerful mixture of extreme emotions they must have felt. They started to mention names of blokes, I guess, that had been killed or wounded. There were promises being made to visit blokes and their families. Also, when they got home, to meet a mate's parents, to offer explanations. I couldn't quite follow it all, but sadly, I believe what I was seeing was that, at the very end of their tour, this was the first time they had allowed powerful emotions to service. They seemed lost, shattered and unable to acknowledge loss and love. I was bewildered by the wild fluctuations between laughter and grief. There was awkward drunken frivolity and affection, with blokes slapping backs, ruffling hair and throwing soft punches. They were close. Why? Maybe because they had lost good mates and, with courage, back in base camp, they had cleared that mate's bed and belongings, packed photos and letters, and sent them to a home, to an address somewhere in Australia, to a family they had probably never met. Some would have attempted the terrible task of answering a letter from this unknown family, wanting to know how their son had died. Yes, there were good people called padres who did such things, but the padre wasn't there when their son was killed and like any parent, they wanted to know exactly what happened. The other thing I recall was the deep respect I had for the five rag grunts and what I vaguely knew that they had been through together. I looked at them with a feeling of admiration and envy, as they had been diggers in the true sense of the word, our country's highest accolade. But they were also old men. They were emotionless, the crack-hardy type, and I never found one young, happy-go-lucky man amongst them. I didn't make the connection then that this is what might happen to our company, A Company, 7RAR. We were younger and more full of life and energy. I couldn't comprehend that we would end up the same way. We were different. Conscription had changed me a lot. It had been a long journey from the farm in Gippsland to the war in Vietnam. I was now 22 years old and a different young man. I was very fit, wasn't bothered about being in the service and at times felt a sense of celebrity attached to the uniform. There was no question that I was slightly apprehensive about going to this foreign country. But then again, like Gallipoli all those years ago, this was an adventure of sorts involving a different culture and landscape and a war to win. And was there a better soldier than an Aussie? Now, at the beginning of my tour of duty, I was ready. That was all I knew. I was prepared to follow any order from the army. Ready for what was a question I could never have answered at the time. That I was about to face killing, deprivation and death, and a life almost devoid of social contact had not occurred to me. From being a quite sensitive young man, I would turn into a cold, emotionless old man. There is such an absence of reality in the mind of a young soldier about to face war. 
It is so cleverly masked by the intense training and blunt, impersonal mentions of an evil enemy. Added to this is the propaganda perpetuated by politicians and the press. We were swamped with words that always flow freely from those in power. We were now brave, courageous, fine young men, prepared to die for their country. Blah, blah, blah. Over the next few days, reality started to settle in. I was very anxious. Already, the excitement about Vietnam, the adventure and the fun of it had faded. And to top it off, I was enduring a very powerful bout of diarrhoea. Through my time in Vietnam, as for many others, this was to be a constant problem. After eight days had passed, I was thinner, older and wiser, and on a steep learning curve. Seven RAR's first operation passed with little incident or contact. After a short break back in base, we returned to the jungle. The wet season had begun. Torrential rain would greet us every afternoon for the next six months. For our company, all of that waiting and wondering what it would be like, will I be okay when it happens, and the other questions I'm sure new grunts asked themselves were quickly answered. We encountered the enemy as soon as we entered the jungle. A company was blooded. Our ambushes were successful, resulting in enemy contacts and kills. But the vigilance on picket...